Hi, the next 15 minutes is for you, our listener, as Fred Kuhn explores this issue. Welcome, everybody. We're still focused on military transition, and we're going to talk about veteran integration today into the workforce after they've served our country and they move into the non-defense sector. We're going to continue our conversations with a former guest, a continuing guest, guy I like very much, and that's uh, Colonel Ted Studdard. Ted is a uh, retired Marine colonel, 25 years in the military, had a heart attack, had to change careers, had to leave the military, much to broke his heart, but he left the military and now has a position with the Home Depot as a corporate leader with the Home Depot, helping them with additional business strategies to integrate veterans into the workforce. Ted, welcome to the show. Fred, thank you so much. It's great to be back. I really enjoy having you. You got some great insights. Look, integration is a tough thing, and there's a lot that's not known about it, both on the military service member who's trying to integrate and corporations who are thinking about it or not even aware of it, or maybe they're making half moves at it, not sure. So you have a pretty uh, unique perspective on veteran integration. You know, you're you're a retired Marine officer. You transitioned to a Fortune 25 company. Why don't you kind of share some insight there on both sides of that coin? Okay, Fred, let's just start with the corporate perspective. So often as, you know, we, we don't really understand the other side of the fence, and we say that all, all the time. And I think this is one of those occasions, meaning that corporate America, I think, really thinks many times that they're doing a great job integrating their veterans. And the veterans think just the opposite. And it's like uh, two ships passing in the night oftentimes. And from a corporate perspective, I think uh, the first thing is expectation management. And I think that's where we really start to deviate because the veteran has a level of expectation that may be far different than what corporate America has. Uh, and I, I hear this, you know, talking with... Can, can, you be, can you be more specific, Ted? Can you just bring that down to the trench level? You know, when, when we joined the services, we each had, no matter what services we joined, a pretty robust onboarding plan. You know, we went boot camp, we got the indoctrination with culture, then we went to a follow-on school, and we really learned our job, and then we started it. So a lot of times guys could be in training for three months, six months, a year or longer before they started their job. In corporate America, you certainly don't have that uh, that onboarding and that build-up time that we did as service members. And I think a lot of your service members are expecting something like that. And corporate uh-huh. America, on the back side, does not think that they need to do that. And I think we have that gap in expectation right off the bat. So what does that lead to? You know, when I was getting out of the Marine Corps, I started talking with guys who had gotten out before I did. And one thing that struck me is so many of these guys, all exceptional leaders, had moved from job to job to job and company to company to company. In many cases, it was like a a different company and a different job every year. And that scared me to death. I just did not want to do that. But I think the reason for that is veterans, they join a company and then they feel like they've just been dropped off the face of the earth. And the company has an expectation that the veterans are just going to jump in there and, and start working, which, of course, they are. 
But I think the veterans looking for something more. They're looking to be part of a team. They're looking to be integrated. They're looking to be part of the culture in a more holistic sense, not just the nine to five. Well, that would make a lot of sense, Ted, because they've been they've been a team member and a part of a uh, culture for a number of years, and then to be thrown into the <laughs> thrown in with the wolves in the private sector with that lack of that support and. I mean, everybody tries to build teams, but it's not the same. There's that camaraderie's not there, and you sink or swim. And that's a real conflict of uh, expectations, isn't it? It really is. And something else that corporate America, I think, sometimes misses, not just with veterans, but with their population writ large, is a a kind of a long-term growth plan. And, you know, we all had that in the different services. We knew what school came next. We knew what promotion was next. We knew what job was next in our career path. And that was important regardless of the service, regardless if you were enlisted or an officer. You all had that path. And corporate America quite often doesn't have a path like that. And I think that's something we as veterans look for. And uh, we really miss having that kind of that roadmap. It's the difference in structure. The military is highly structured, and corporate America is very flexible. So that is a built-in. So the, what we're really saying is that, that, that the corporate culture should look to onboarding, a, a, more, a stronger onboarding program for their folks they bring in from the military. Otherwise, they're going to waste that resource that they bring in, that person who wants to do well and is uncertain of how to really integrate. And so the onboarding seems to me a very important concept that you're describing. You know, I think that onboarding or, or onboarding is absolutely invaluable. And I think that gets that veteran involved in the company. They feel part of the greater, the greater good there. And uh, instead of the first time things get a little challenging, they find a new job. I think they'll stick it through because they understand the bigger picture, and they feel like they're part of the team. It's easy to talk about. It's a lot harder to execute on uh, You bet. On <laughs> yeah, it's like, take that hill, guys. Okay, there's 50, 50 caliber machine guns up there. It's a little difficult. You know, we'll figure it out, but uh, <laughs> same kind of thing. I guess we can always look at the negative, which I don't want to do. So let's switch over to the positive. How are we doing in corporate America regarding veteran integration? What are we doing right? In, in veteran integration, and then how can we improve that in corporate America? You know, first and foremost, I think corporate America is really starting to appreciate the veteran population. Not that they did not appreciate, but I think there's a greater understanding and a greater desire to bring the veteran population in. And I'll tell you why I say this. It's just in the you know five or six years since I retired, I have seen a huge growth in the veteran integration part of these major companies. You go to things like veterans jobs missions and you see all the Fortune 50 companies that are there. They're starting to hire people to help the veterans integrate. They're starting to hire people to really focus on that veteran population as a talent acquisition team and dive into that talent pool head first. So I think we're 
important point there to put our money where our mouth is, and that's a huge win. Yeah. I, you know, I'm involved, as you well know, in the Arizona Corporation Council for Veterans Employment, and we're engaged in a number of active programs with uh, major corporations in Arizona. And I know that this has become a big emphasis over the last three to five years here in Arizona, where I reside. Uh, and I'm real proud to be part of that and to contribute to that. So I do agree with you that corporations are beginning to wake up and realize the resources are there. And the question is, how do I best integrate and use those resources uh, to the, uh, nearing to the benefit of my company, both top and bottom line as well as team? So what, what can we do to improve? What do you think can be done, Ted, to improve further on, on what corporations are waking up to and starting to, uh, starting to understand? Well, you know, I think literally an onboarding program where you bring your veterans together, you bring them on board, and first you, you talk about the company values, the company mission, and help them understand that. Then I think you look at an internal mentoring program to help them not only understand the company and their role, but to understand what it's like because they're going through a huge transition and transformation. And if you have an internal veteran mentoring program with veterans that are already part of the company, I think they can be very instrumental in helping that transition. And I think the last piece of this is we so want to pigeonhole or put somebody in a job and say, this is a perfect job for you. If you're really looking at the veteran as an asset or a long-term resource, maybe you don't put them into a specific job right away, but give them a month or two months in two or three or four different parts of the business and then decide what that best fit may be. With the amount of money that we invest in recruiting and hiring, I think you're going to get a greater return long-term if we do that type of thing. Well, I know that the government stepped in, I don't know, a year ago, 18 months ago, maybe two years ago at the most, with uh, a skill bridge. And so those that are leaving the military can work with corporations and work within those corporations to actually get to know the job, get to know the company. It's like a six-month integration program before they leave the military. And uh, it sounds to me like that is the kind of approach that, that should be taken more often by corporations is to join in that kind of uh, that kind of integration. You know, I think you're spot on, Fred. And, you know, I think we're starting to see a lot better partnership with the military services writ large and corporate America where, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it would be unheard of to allow somebody three months, six months, you know, et cetera, before they exited the service to start training in right. a new job in the civilian sector. And, you know, I think if you look at it holistically from a, a economic point of view from our country, when we can merge the military and corporate America together to help, you know, American citizens like this, it's a win for everybody. And I think mom and dad are going to be even more supportive with their son or daughter going into the military if they know they've got this kind of resource and this job placement, for lack of a better word, yeah. on the way out yeah. Well, I, I know that before he passed away, Senator John McCain was a big fan and sponsor of this uh, skill bridge and other programs like it to uh, assist the transition process. Let's look at the other kind of other side of the coin. We have about a minute left. Let's take a look at the other side of the coin. We have veterans who are listening to this this program. So what can they do to help themselves integrate better in their new profession and their new team? 
You know, Fred, we hit the ground as veterans and we want to go 100 miles an hour and we want to solve problems immediately. And I think the biggest thing that we can do is to be patient. We can listen, we can learn, and we need to have a degree of humility because we're not at the top of the food chain. We're in a totally new environment, a totally new business, a totally new company or culture. And if we can just pause and govern ourselves a little bit and not take that first impulse to fix the initial problem that we see, we might be a little bit better received and we might figure out that culture a little bit before we step all over ourselves trying to, you know, trying to do the right thing. But sometimes maybe we're a little, uh, a little blunt when we try to do things. Yeah, I, I've experienced that, and I'm sure lots of folks, and I think that's kind of a mental mindset that people have, but it, it is, I think your advice is so spot on. Uh, you have two ears and one mouth. Listen, <laughs> think about it, and then, uh, you know, like Davy Crockett said, then go ahead. So, folks, we've been talking with our good friend, Colonel Ted Stuttered, who uh 25-year Marine officer and now a uh, part of the senior organization at uh, Home Depot. Ted, thank you so much for joining us today on the U.S. at Work, and I'd like to thank all of you for listening to this important broadcast. Thanks, Ted. Thanks so much, Fred. Have a great evening. Thanks for joining us. If you wish to speak with Fred or you want a transcript of this interview, send an email to podcast at stuartcoopercoon.com. See you soon.